What's up, people of the world? This is the host with the most, Dylan, and with me today is... Rob Dog. You better sit down and plug in your headphone jack, because this is Input 2. First off, how are you doing today, Rob? Before I get into the meat of what we're discussing, I kind of want to ask you, because we I might get a little bit fanatic about this. This topic today okay. is um, about movies and their unnecessary sequels and remakes. Alright, so like Fast and Furious? Uh, kind of. Let's see if we can't get the microphone towards you a little bit more. There we go. Okay. So, jumping right into our discussion. How do you feel about the constant remakes and sequels that Hollywood keeps putting out and feeding to us? I feel like it's a pretty lazy and sloppy cash grab. Well, I can agree with that. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with those sequels and remakes. Some very decent, loved them in my childhood, like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. Johnny Depp was a crazy man, and he did a lot of good things on that. I felt he did. But nothing can beat the classic Gene Wilder and his eccentric billionaire fashion, which I think just nailed Willy Wonka so well. We're The real question today is, is Hollywood running out of ideas? What do, what do you think about that? Um, I think that... They're just sure that they're going to earn money off of it, and obviously there's an audience of very casual viewers rather than uh, taking them too seriously, so it I depends. think, yeah, it really does depend. The short answer is no. Hollywood's not really running out of ideas. It's more of a cash grab thing than anything. Some remakes become very beloved, such as the 1939 remake of The Wizard of Oz, which has become a classic hit. It wasn't the original. The original was, I think, recorded in 1938, but then they remade it in 1939. I don't know. I was reading an article on it yesterday, and because I had to rewrite this whole thing, like, in a little bit of time, just just kind of letting you know this one was a little bit of an impromptu rewrite. Um, co- new content sometimes goes independent, and Hollywood doesn't have anything to feed its movie studios, like... New movies might go independent for independent filmmaking things and stuff like that. So Hollywood doesn't have much to feed its movie studios, which keeps a lot of people in business. Um, so this question was really kind of redundant. How do you feel about the remakes and sequels that they're forcing on us? Well, we kind of know how you feel, but... Well, with me personally, like, I don't care because I don't, I don't really... If I don't want to see it, I'm not going to. And there's so many movies and original plots out there already that I can entertain myself with those, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a really good opinion to live by, Rob. I have a list of movies I feel kind of just flopped as remakes. Um, I'm a big fan of the Mummy franchise. Everyone knows who Brendan Fraser is and how he has taken that franchise and made it what it is today. But I felt that... The Tom Hanks remake was just not as great. How, how, if you've seen the remake, would you please well, tell me? I, I'm pretty sure I grew up and watched the one with Tom Hanks. And so that's just the one that I remember as the original. 
No, the Tom Hanks I'm one sure is like... I'm sure it's not the original, but that's just what I viewed it as. Does that make sense? I didn't even know that there was one with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is like the original three with the guy mummy, and it's after the woman. So you you might have them swapped around. Maybe, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Let me look it up. Because there were three original mummy movies. The Tomb of the Dragon Emperor wasn't that great, but it was decent enough. The first two mummies, the mummy and then the mummy returns, um, had Brendan Fraser and, I don't know, there was a decision to recast Evie in the third movie and it just, it flopped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had them swapped around probably. What do you, what do you think about like, uh, where it's not really a remake or just a sequel, but like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? But then, like, do you think that those are actually loyal to the the brand and the movie universe? Or do you think um, that they're just cash grabs as well? I mean, some seek. Well, is this... Is it classified as a sequel or is it classified as a continuation? Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you think that... Do you think it's fair to revive a series that, you know, might have not needed revives? Like Ghostbusters and all that, you know? Um, I feel like maybe reviving the series is not the smartest idea. You've got plenty of loyal fans, though. I think it's more of a cash grab situation. I actually get to talking about this a little bit later on, oh, which I might I might end up hitting you with it, but I can, I can talk about it right now. I don't care. Um, I was talking about them in, like, a little while later, but, yeah, I feel like these are more of a cash grab, get the money back Hollywood type of things that are going on. Um, they're more to pull at the nostalgia and rake in the money. It's literally Hollywood's cash cow. They would have been fine without a revival. There would have still been a fan base that does rake in some money, but it's not as big as what it used to be. And it, this is mostly free advertising, so it's not really a remake. It's just more of a cash grab. And I can see the merit behind it because... Revitalize the brand. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Kind of kind of to breathe some new life into it. Um, how I feel... Well, we'll get back to that later on. Um, so, sorry. I'm looking at my uh, little outline here, which is a little bit more uh, supposed to be supposed to be for me than it is for anyone else. Um, the remake, there are some remakes that I do find to be funny, but just don't hit as well as they should, just like um, the Ghostbusters remake, since we were just talking oh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> that that kind of uh, just flopped a little bit. Not, not, not because it was uh, female Ghostbusters. I thought they were hilarious. They had a dynamic going, and it was kind of weird and wacky, and I thought it was kind of funny. Just seems a bit forced. Yeah, it did seem a little bit forced, and it was quite a bit different from what I was expecting. It didn't hit you with them nostalgia feels. No. Near the end, yeah, we got to see the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the fire station, and we got to see the Ghostbusters logo ghost come to life. I mean, I think that they did pretty great, but I also don't feel like it just hit just right to, like, the audience base of the original Ghostbusters franchise. It almost seems like sort of a cop-out, sort of like a, 
like a parody of the original whenever you look at it like that they just took yeah. the most iconic things from the movie and brought them back literally just threw them all in yeah and then we have that go- well there's supposed to be a ghostbusters movie that was going to come out this year but then this whole pandemic thing hit so wait what yeah i'm just kidding the- i'm just kidding you you know about it. Don't don't try and play coy with me, man. I know that you know about it. Um, there were supposed to be actors and actresses. Um, I did read a little bit about it. I just don't remember exactly what it was titled. It's supposed to be good, but we we won't know until it actually hits theaters, if it ever hits theaters, because a lot of production dates have been pushed back. Mm-hmm. Let's not even go into the Mulan remake. <laughs> While being a decent movie... It's got quite a bit of controversy related to that, and we we don't we don't really want to cover that, because uh, that that would kind of just kind of just make a leave a lot to be desired. It just leaves a lot to be desired. They cut it out. They cut it out. Wow, I feel like I'm having. <laughs> That's alright. Okay, they cut out our favorite man Shen, and they cut out most of the musical numbers. When I was a kid. The musical numbers killed me. Of course, it's a live-action remake, so yeah, I get that they can't do a lot of the stuff that they did in the like original animation. Just like with Will Smith being the genie, mm-hmm. I thought that Will Smith actually did pretty decent. That's a pretty good he casting tr- job, I think. Yeah, I felt like he tried to live up to what Robin Williams was. So I feel like some of these remakes are very decent, and then some of them are just filled with controversy and a little bit awful. Um, while some remakes have flopped, um, there are quite a few that do deserve some praise. Despite being live action, just like I said, live at... <laughs> okay, I did, I did just have like a little, little brain fart mo- moment there. <laughs> Aladdin was a remake that was very well done, especially with its casting decisions. Will Smith did try to play up the genie and tried to be what Robin Williams was to us as a kid and he tried his best. You can't do all of those wacky things that you can do in animation, but he tried his best and did his best. And um moving on, well, we have all quite a few Disney you know remakes lined up here. We've got the Beauty and the Beast movie with Emma Watson taking on the mantle of Belle. I felt like their casting decisions in the Beauty and the Beast movie w- was pretty decent. Would you say it was decent? Or have you not watched the Beauty and the Beast movie? I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with it. I I don't know. I think Emma Watson's a really good actress, and she usually does her stuff pretty well. Yeah. So, so I thought it was a decent casting decision, especially since Belle is more of a brainy woman, and we have seen Emma Watson fill the brainy woman role with Hermione. We got to see her grow up to become the brainy woman, the all star of Harry yeah. Potter. So. Yeah. What are some movie remakes you think did the originals justice? I mean, I felt like the new Pet Cemetery remake really kind of did the Pet Cemetery franchise justice. And it it kind of held true to that feeling. And Doctor Sleep was a sequel that I thought, eh, I might not need this, but that was pretty decent. It it lived up to um The Shining. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think of some. I can only think of ones that I don't actually like think did a good job because those are the noteworthy ones you know uh, you can you can say the ones you think didn't do a good job i mean i feel like the little mermaid 2 wasn't a needed remake that was like you just regurgitated the plot of the first one and swapped yeah. the roles around yeah which we'll be talking about a little bit later 
Um, I think that definitely like the worst revival of any series is God the uh, Star Wars and Disney and all that. Like, oh, let it be. Holy crap. Yeah, Star Wars did fine with its first seven movies, and now it's just kind of going downhill. Yeah. I'm not even a big Star Wars fan, but I'm just like, what have you done to this precious franchise? Yeah, like, I, so, like, I like the Han Solo origin story movie. I forget what it was called. I don't have a clue what it was uh, called. So, like, I think it's okay whenever they add on to the story and maybe give background and it's sort of its own isolated plot. But when they try to just, like, connect it with a plot that, you know, they didn't even write, you know... Yeah, it kind of just doesn't it, make sense. Well, not a, even if it did make sense, it's just, like, kind of... It's like adding on to a... Like, going into a museum and, like, with a pencil and adding on to a painting, you know? Yeah. Or buying a painting and adding on to it. You know, you didn't paint it... You didn't know what the artist's original intent was. So how can you say that you, you know, you're going to do a good job on it? You don't understand it. I completely agree with you. Some of these remakes are just like that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Woo. So we have yet to talk about those sequels. The one thing we always loved as a kid was our favorite movies with unresolved endings getting that second movie. That hit right in the heart when you got to see it. Well, I admit, there are some pretty decent sequels. The Mulan sequel was okay. It didn't really need it, but it was okay. There there are some bad ones, such as Little Mermaid 2, which I have just referenced (laughs) in the previous few minutes. The Blair Witch Project 2, which was not filmed in the found film footage. They just tacked that on like you were going to add it on, and they filmed it like a regular movie, too. And it was like, yeah, this is not exactly what I wanted. (laughs) The Hangover 2, which is pretty much, yeah, we're doing Vegas again, only this time we're in Thailand, (laughs) in Bangkok. Yeah. Woo! The Son of the Mask, we, we don't get Johnny Depp. I mean, I felt like that was a decent one, but it's just... A little bit different and it doesn't have the same vibe to it what do you think about like uh sort of like adaptations from so like the cat in the hat maybe you know <laughs> oh some of the adaptations are just ugh. yeah like some don't do it justice it's either like hit or like a really really bad miss yeah um or like the sonic movie oh holy cow yeah if you go um, look at our archive podcast on the Byte website, you'll be able to find Animation A-Team. They covered live action, or I think it was video games to live action adaptations. Of course, this was before, which, which this covered a topic that I was going to cover, so I had to rewrite my whole outline. But they covered anime. I think they covered the Sonic movie. They covered the Death Note movie for real. And the Death Note movie, ugh, that was a real big miss mm-hmm. among fans. What about um, the Emoji movie? Like, oh, no. wow. That one was just, ugh. That's a stretch. That was a stretch. I, I don't think there is a plot. I feel like Sony just did that. that for a cash grab. Not going to lie. You gotta, Isn't that Adam Sandler that did that too? I have no clue about I that one. It. I believe it. Now, there's another sequel that I'd like to discuss. 
Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. Did you feel like the first Aladdin movie kind of just finished it? Because I feel like Jafar wasn't needed, didn't need his return. I felt like this was more of a quick cash grab on the part of Disney. Just um, like Cinderella 2. I mean, that, that'd be very in character for Disney. And uh, I definitely do agree. I feel like it was kind of an encore that nobody really asked for. You know, yeah. Half the crowd already left. Nobody's nobody's cheering. Yeah. Um, I feel like they did that with Little Mermaid 2. They did that with Cinderella 2. They have added on to movies that felt like they had a completed ending. No one really asked for these sequels. Some of them hit, but then some of them really, really missed. Yeah. Well, I, I actually have an interesting thought here. Uh... Do you think it's fair for them to do that whenever the demographic that they were originally trying to hit? So, like, with Aladdin, back when we were kids, you know, they came out with a movie, and we're not really in the demographic of that movie anymore. So do you think it's fair of them at, at times to do a remake or a revival uh, just to sort of, like you know, like, hit it home with a new, entirely new, fresh demographic. Are they trying to do it with our demographic, or are they trying to do it with our children's demographic? Well, I mean, I like, mean, obviously, The Incredibles was aimed at us, like... Oh, The Incredibles 2. I was like, yes, finally! Yeah. A continuation yeah, after yeah. 14 years! Yeah, and then the, uh, Finding Dory and all that, like... Yeah, those were more those aimed at us. Some definitely very, like... Those were aimed fun. at us. Yeah. And they were fun, and they did really appeal. Some of them did. Um, oop, I don't know who that is, so I don't know why I'm getting a call right now. Uh, <laughs> just putting that off. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I he, wish. He has a bone to pick with you. I wish I could meet Steven Spielberg. I think that'd be fun. Um, I feel like it's not really fair to kind of try and grab a new audience with something that appealed to us. If they wanted to grab an audience, they'd try and re-release the things that are in the Disney vault. Like, some of them are okay to re-release, and then some of them just... Yeah, but yeah. they might not fit with the evolving... That's true. They ...views and sort of interests of that demographic, so, like, kids, you know. I mean, they can try to adapt to fit a new demographic, but they gotta try and do the original justice, too. Yeah. I feel like that would be the best way to do I it. I agree. I agree. Um, I just think that, I don't know, it's not quite fair to give certain movies that are sort of aimed at a very casual viewer uh, the same sort of critique and hold them to the same standards as, like, a very serious movie that, like, takes its... Yeah. Whole, like Star Wars, you know. I can agree that's, with that. Star Wars more of a That's a that's a serious one. It takes you three it has, days to watch it. You know? It has plot line and you've gotta just like sit down and buckle down and be ready to watch it. Mm-hmm. Whereas versus animated films, even when they're chopped into live action, are more for casual viewing with the family and the kids. Yeah. Or at least kids who can understand what the plot is, because the plot is more simplistic and easier to understand. Mm-hmm. So, going on a little bit, um, we kind of covered this question. Are the sequels 
an example of Hollywood not having the creativity to make a new hit. Um, we kind of just covered that, actually. I feel like we did, at least. Well, at least the sequels and the remakes. I think we covered that. Did we? Would you Would you yeah, say we, we covered did. that? We did. Because we did talk about how we felt about them casually remaking this stuff. I really don't believe that the sequel. I believe the sequels more of a cash grab thing off of the popular movie name and more merchandising. The remakes are more for a new demographic, and then they're just trying. Some of them do the original movie justice, but then in the end, some just don't hit home where they should. Um, we've talked about how you uh, you can see the merit behind the sequels and the remakes doing this cash grab thing, right? Just a little bit, because it is for... The people who work on the movies need to make money too, but also it does keep the economy going just a tiny bit. I don't know exactly how much of our economy is based off of entertainment um well actually i know that in the united states pretty much our entire economy except for maybe like a small fraction like 10 percent, is a service industry so it'd be jobs like insurance or like like hotels car rental you know there's no product being given it's a service so it's pretty crucial that's like one of our main exports, you know. Uh, and because it's a capitalistic society, you know, they're going to find the cheapest way to do things that they can get away with. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, I mean, even very early days of Disney, there's examples of that. I mean, early. They yeah. would reuse the actual sketches and... Uh, uh, sort of like figure drawings for different movies. So if you would take like the Jungle Book, like the original, and overlay it with like Beauty and the Beast, and then overlay it with like uh, what's another Disney movie like original Cinderella? Cinderella. Yeah, you could overlay all three of those, and it would be the same background you know, sequence. It'd be, it'd be Bella and the Beast, and I don't know the characters from the Jungle Book, and it's the same form and they're all like dancing the same way because they're just trying to be as efficient as they can without anybody noticing i i can see that um so i definitely like understand where it comes from but at the same time i don't really respect that with artwork or you know do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean the entire like like central idea of artwork is creativity yeah and, like, I get that, like, some artwork can be repetitive. Like, I mean, like, Andy Warhol, you know. But, Campbell soup cans. Hey, don't don't talk about him like that. But, <laughs> uh, but when it's pretty clearly just them trying to be lazy and reduce costs and, you know, just pump movies out as fast as they can, I don't really respect it for the most part. While remakes and sequels can seem unoriginal, or like Hollywood has run dry of its ideas, remakes can be cast in different genres and have new scenes. Yes, some really not as great as the original. They could really be better. With today's effects and new technology, old beloved films can get new life breathed into it. The sequels, while also very questionable,
and sometimes a bad continuation, can provide entertainment, which is what movies are really about. Um, so before we kind of just wrap this up a little bit, I'd like to ask Rob if he has any more opinions or anything else to add on our little topic of is Hollywood just running out of its original creativity? Uh, I think my final statement on that's probably going to be that if you don't agree with it, you know, then don't go see it. And that'll definitely hit him in the box office and maybe they'll maybe they'll learn you know hit them in their pocketbook you know if, if they're actually genuinely hurting the creativity and the reputation of of the field then they'll feel it one way or another so read a book <laughs> i could agree with that read read a book this has been your host with the most dylan and our fantastic guest rob dog Thank you for listening to Input 2. Be sure to plug in next week for some more exciting content.